Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK and WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much, as always, for making your way here, checking out this series. Hopefully, you like what you hear enough to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews that we put out all year long. In fact, it's three brand new interviews every single week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we uh, give you great ways to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world, of course. You can subscribe at all the usual spots, including Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, YouTube, Acast, or anywhere you like to get your podcast from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with. And that's me. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'm, I'm the guy with the uh, the name and the title here. And today, my guest, Caleb Followell from the band Kings of Leon. They are back with a brand new record called When You See Yourself. It's a record that finds Caleb um, really with his most poetic lyrics of his career. I, I am not overpainting that either. And he's going to guide us through uh, why they had uh, such a heavier importance on this record, his process of writing, and the characters that populate these stories. Characters fictional, but that also reflect uh, what he was feeling uh, on the inside. And the, uh, the Tennessee-born songwriter also going to talk about the impact of Western movies and TV shows, something I had a lot of experience growing up in, in rural Kentucky, so we're going to kind of geek out about that genre for a little bit. How they find their way into this record. He even gives nods to a Poncho and Lefty, a movie called Johnny Guitar. And then we're going to talk about, uh, you especially hear this on the very first single, The Bandit. Uh, maybe for the first time since then, they are finally recalling their really early sound, that youth and young manhood sound with the music 
on a, on a song called The Bandit. So I want to hear about that. And he'll talk about um, those early days uh, being insecure about his lyrics. So he went on to create his own language, which I find really funny because... Um, I certainly create my own words when I'm singing a lot of those early Kings of Leon songs. Uh, and, and they're also raising money for a road cruise during the pandemic. So let's get into this again, talking about this brand new album called When You See Yourself. It's Kyle Meredith with Kings of Leon. Hey. So let me first compliment you on uh, on this new record, uh, When You See Yourself. It's nice to have you guys back. And uh, it's a cool listen as always, man. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to uh, to finally be able to get it out there. But who is Kings of Leon this time around? I mean, do you guys think about that as you go into a record? What what it represents you as? No, I mean, not really. I think you just kind of go into it. Um, each album, you know, you're you're kind of a different person, obviously, because you have some time to grow and maybe be inspired by other things in life. But yeah, we, you know. I feel like we went into this album just in, you know, we were in work mode. We really wanted to you know, not just go in there and make another album. You know, we wanted to make sure that, you know, it was something that we were all really proud of. So we worked, we worked really hard and, um, yeah, you know, it was, it was actually a fun, fun album to make, even though it was a little more challenging than albums in the past. You know, what, why was that? What made it challenging? I, I just think, you know, you, you're just always kind of trying to do something that, you know, that, that you love. And so that, for me, that meant I just worked a lot harder. I mean, I, almost every song on this album, I've probably, the lyric was probably written five or six different ways, five or six different times. I mean, I would come home with just songbook after songbook after songbook. So, yeah, you know, we just we just put in a lot of work and... um yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I feel like we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, and so that's what kind of makes the workload tough. The lyrics do stand out, and, and having them out ahead of the record definitely puts some, uh, it looks like, emphasis on them. These are your most poetic lyrics, I think, that you've ever written. Um, I, I want to throw you that compliment, Thank because you. reading these songs, you know, obviously without hearing all of them first, uh, reading them definitely puts this this kind of, poetic slant to it and as you talk about you know working on that time and time again why what made this what made this one different for you to put that extra importance on the stories that you were telling and and how did you approach them yeah i I feel like with this album i wanted to i wanted to find like a a new way to um to approach the the songs and the lyrics And, and it's kind of like what i used to do when i was um just kind of starting out as a songwriter. I used to just, you know, I would go sit at a parking lot somewhere and watch people come out of a store and sit there and just go like, all right, what is their story? What is their life about? And so that's what I kind of wanted to do with this. I I created all these different characters and all these different storylines so that it didn't seem like it was such a personal thing. But oddly enough, throughout that process, I feel like it freed me up and took my self-consciousness away and made me actually put a lot more of myself into the songs because I was just convincing myself that it wasn't me that I was singing about. So, you know, I would, I would have a song about, you know, an older couple or, you know, you know, the crazy uh, wild west shootout stories and all this stuff. And in the process I ended up, you know, it, it allowed me to kind of pepper my uh, personal experience throughout it. Uh, yeah, I noticed very quickly that time 
comes up in at least half the record, maybe over half the record. Sometimes the word time, sometimes, you know, just a, a reference to time or whatever. And, and that, so the obvious question comes up, you know, is this a moment of you taking stock, regrets, reflections? Um, what is it? There's probably a little bit of all of that. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely, you know, the more you do this, you, you learn things along the way, obviously. But, um, yeah, you, you always, I feel like I always have to kind of sit back and look at myself and, and look at, you know, what we've accomplished and where we are and what do we have to offer. You know, people have heard Kings of Leon this is our eighth album. Like, are we, are we making a record because we just want to make a record? Or are we going to, you know, do something that's going to get us some new fans, you know, some people that don't know who we are? So, yeah, you know, there was a lot of, that going on and a lot of conversation between all of us about what we wanted to do and you know why we wanted to do it um we're all we're all in a situation now that if we wanted to we could probably kick our heels up and live a somewhat comfortable life but we still got a hunger you know we still love doing what we do and we want to uh we want to see if we can get better at it yeah i i also you know within those same songs and and it makes sense with what you're talking about because I get a sense that with these characters, there's a, we don't exactly know where we're going just yet, but we're going to figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go along. So separating, you know, separating the personal, separating the actual biographical moments and just focusing on these characters. Like, do you find that there is a a commonality between the characters, you know, and and where they are headed, where they are in, in, in this world? No, I don't. I mean, I feel like there is definitely a, um, there's a connection between all of these, uh, figures, characters or whatever. And I think the one thing that kind of runs through it is that, you know, they do know exactly where they are in this life. You know, they know that the wills, could come off at any minute but but they're you know mentally they know where they are uh, that's kind of hard i know that sounds a little dumb but um you know i feel like they have figured out what their role is in life and if it's someone of the you know like hundred thousand people is you know deals with an older person in a, in a in a home um echoing is you know about you know these two people trying to break out of a hospital, you got bandit, you've got, you know, all these things are just kind of like, these people are kind of uh, flawed people, but uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like they know, they know their flaws and they, they're living with them and they know, you know, they're just trying to get by with what they have. You brought up echoing, and of course, that's one of the first singles you guys put out. That and, and again, compliments on the poetry first on that one. It, it, it not knowing about the hospital side of things, not really picking up on that right away. What I heard from that was, you know, it plays one of those really great tricks of reflecting a relationship as much as it could have been about current events. And you know, for any artist, I, I think I'll, I'm probably asking every artist this, especially when it comes to trying to reflect what you're seeing out there in a poetic way, but how much of of the world was on your mind going into these songs? I mean, it, it's kind of hard for to, to uh, get away from some of the stuff that's been happening. Um, and even, you know, pre-pandemic, there was still, you know, we were still in kind of a bit of a shithole. America's really kind of taken a, you know, we've been put through the ringer here 
lately, and, and even you know Nashville, where I live, has taken a bunch of hits too. So yeah, you know, it, it's you can't really escape it. Um, I, I don't try to sit around uh, watching the news all the time because it just depresses me. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I did. I did make sure I had my finger somewhat on the pulse a little bit um, because, you know, there is inspiration to be found in, in the bad times as, as much as there is in the good times. Probably more in the bad times than the good. Is that where the, uh, the parasites and opinions crop up in the song A Wave? Does that have anything to do with what we're talking about? <laughs> uh, no, no, that's not what, that's not what I was uh, referencing there. Um, I, I think that was more of just like a, a really rough come down and, you know, how how being in the ocean can kind of make you feel like you're you're cleansed of your uh of your the debauchery that you've been doing. Um so it's kind of a kind of a little bit of a, a baptism without the religion, I guess. See, and, that, and once again, that's the great thing about songs, right? Like I, I didn't hear that. I heard something completely different, but I heard what I needed to hear. You know, at the time, I, I heard what made me feel good. I always want people to, um, you know, after I'm done with the song and it's out there, I always want people to interpret it, you know, however they want. And usually that, when I hear what people think the song's about, kind of makes me go like, shit, that would have been better <laughs> if it was about that. <laughs> biblical side of things too i mean that does crop up in the bandit am, am i wrong though the red horse and the red door i mean we we do get a little bit of that biblical image imagery in that yeah i mean i don't know that that's really that that's not biblical i don't believe that's you know that's the sun the red door and the red horse and the that's you know this is a man who's been out under the sun for you know many many days and um everything's just kind of taken different shapes and different forms and um yeah this is just a guy who's you know kind of going crazy from uh being on the run for so long there's a lot of that that reminds me of um i didn't know if you were thinking about a certain era but i, I really started thinking about more 70s era like cop shows and westerns stuff like that stuff i you know grew up with when i was younger yeah i mean i wanted to i wanted to give a little nod to like poncho and lefty and um right you know, that that kind of imagery but yeah, I mean, westerns have always been my favorite movies. When I was a young man, before I started writing songs, there used to be, a, I think it was a Western Wednesday on TNT or something, and it started at midnight, and I would make a pot of coffee and sit there from like midnight till 6 a.m. and just watch Western after Western. So that's always been something that uh, I find that there's a romantic... Uh, uh, kind of a feel to that kind of stuff. You and I grew up in uh, similar parts of the world. You know, I'm in rural Kentucky. I'm in Louisville now, but of course, deep in the sticks, growing up and sort of growing up on my grandparents' nostalgia, which was all about you know westerns and, and cowboys and everything. So, kind of coming up with what you know those '50s and '60s shows. I don't. Did you have a sort of um, did you have a favorite era of the genre that you kind of you know folk, uh, went towards? Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was a big John Wayne guy. I loved John Wayne. Um, but really, it was I loved the way that people talked. And I know you can't talk that way now, but, you know, I loved how they, you know, everyone was very short and to the point, and they didn't, you know, spend a lot of time talking in circles. Um, my grandparents were that way. My grandfather actually 
he rode a horse in Oklahoma. He rode a horse. It was like a day's journey to my grandmother's uh, just to ask her on a date. And so he rode and asked her on a date. She said yes and got back on his horse and went back. Um, so, yeah, you know, I feel like that stuff was really cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, have you ever seen Johnny Guitar? Johnny Guitar? The the movie? Yeah. No, no. I, I was thinking of Johnny Guitar Watson for a second, but I don't think I've ever seen... No. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool Western, too. We did that. Um, we were in L.A. making our second album. And they had the thing, uh, I think it's Over the Stars, Under the Stars, something like that. It's, you go sit in the graveyard, the famous graveyard, and they project a film on a big white wall. And so we went, and the film was Johnny Guitar. And we, uh, you know, I think we had some absinthe with us. <laughs> and... Uh, we just sat there and got boozed up and ate fried chicken and waffles and watched Johnny Guitar. And it was that movie definitely stuck with me. But it's a great Western. Absinthe and Westerns. It's, I mean, that's now I'm thinking of like the psychedelic cowboy style of thing, which goes into a whole different. Like, I think that's the stuff Marty Stewart would be writing about, you know, these yep. days. Yeah, that's <laughs> that he right. is writing about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do got to ask, uh, who is Claire and Eddie? Claire and Eddie? Uh, okay, so that song. On the demo, there was a keyboard uh, line that, that sounded like a clarinet. And so when we were trying to um, tally up which songs we had, um, someone was like, what is the one that's real clarinet-y? And I said, Claire and Eddie. I was like, there you go. Like, that's what the song is going to be called. And really, the song has nothing to do with that. It's more about uh, kind of Mother Nature and... Uh, humanity and how we've kind of destroyed the world or tried to destroy it and you know it's just it's kind of a conversation between um you know earth and man i guess player and eddie <laughs> that that it, that's that seems like that's a topic that's coming back around again that i'm really happy to see coming back around again with a lot of artists i mean it, it probably for obvious reasons i mean we, we are seeing what's happening with the destruction uh, of the world out there and again, that's that can't be the easiest subject matter to uh, to approach. It gave me an opportunity to use like imagery, a lot of imagery, and whenever I was uh, just kind of riffing on lyrics, I, I brought up the Colorado River, and so I was like, okay, that's something I can play with. And so I actually got a map, and I followed the Colorado River, and looking at like little stops along the way, and and so it just kind of like. It painted a bunch of pictures for me, and yeah, so I just kind of, I tried to imagine what it would be like on the Colorado River, even though I don't think I've ever spent any time on the Colorado River. We haven't talked about the music, though, and you know, and I'll even hit back a little bit on, on The Bandit, because one, that was the first song that we heard, but it was one of those moments... I don't know if this was intentional, and I don't know if this was just how I'm hearing it, but it was one of those moments where I heard you all for the first time, maybe doing a little bit of a classic callback. Like, like you've been around long enough now, almost 20 years, to, to have, you know, every, every fan has their favorite era of the band. But this seems like it's one of those times that actually kind of reaches back to those early days that I hadn't heard you guys do in a long time. Yeah, uh, we, were, we were all very excited to, um, whenever that song started to happen, it was one of those that, like, instantly everybody jumped in and, everyone had a part from the word go. And I think that was, you know, that was us kind of, we could feel that there was some youth to it and there was some edginess to it. Um, and something that, you know, 
we we did it as kids, and you know it's not always not that easy to uh, recreate that feeling and that emotion. But that song was yeah. From the word go, we were all just all hands on deck. Everyone wanted to uh, make their part something that really brought it all together. Yeah, as you know, as songwriters who, of course, you know, you, uh, of course, you want to evolve and, and find new territory. But but how aware are you when you're putting the record together of of certain fan expectations and 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 your willingness to meet some of those? Uh, I mean, you know, if you if you start to think about that too much, you'll never accomplish anything because we have fans that love our early stuff, and we have fans that like our more mainstream kind of stuff. So, you know, you just kind of have to find a happy medium as a band where you are and where you want to go with it. But we're never going to make everyone happy, obviously, because our fan bases, we have a big fan base, and they, you know, they're all different kinds of people. You know, there there are some older ladies that probably <laughs> probably like to hear me croon a little more, and there are some... You know, younger dudes that you know want to get into a, a fist fight to our music. So it's you know, <laughs> you just kind of kind of have to do what what feels right, and hopefully, hopefully, there's something on there for everyone. It becomes even more interesting when it's the old ladies who want to get in a fist fight. That's a uh, yeah. I'd like to know uh, that part of your uh, I would, your, I would your watch audience. That. <laughs> <laughs> Are you able to see how your songwriting has changed over the years? Uh, the immediacy of it, you know, from those those youth uh, no pun intended uh, obviously with a album title there uh versus now um yeah i mean i don't know it's i can definitely tell a difference sure um early on i, I was self-conscious of you know not not being uh that educated you know i didn't graduate high school so i was i was always afraid that i was going to say something wrong someone was going to call me out and so i created my own language you know i i I would make words up, you know, that don't really exist, but people understood what I was trying to say. And I feel like now at this point, I can be a little more, you know, I'm not as scared to tell a story, you know, that has a beginning and an end, you know. So, yeah, I can definitely tell a difference. I mean, I'm very flattered by uh, the reaction of the lyrics on this album. It was never anything that I noticed at the time um but after we finished it my buddy who does our who's doing our artwork he he was like dude he's like you have to read all the lyrics to the album i'm like what do you mean i wrote them what do you mean read them he's like no if you read them like back to back he's like it looks like you wrote this about the pandemic or about you know stuff that's happening in the world right now and he knew that i hadn't so so yeah it's it's flattering and uh, you know, maybe we just got lucky with that one. No, it is true, and I know I've already complimented you on that. It is such a poetic record. It's miles away from a song like Woohoo, which <laughs> I sing all the time. It's one of my favorites. I don't think I sing any real words in that song, if there are any, to begin with. So, uh, you know, I understand what you're saying there, too. About the, yeah, I, I, you know, I have no idea the words to Woohoo either, so... <laughs> doesn't even matter, because it feels good, and it's fun. But I, but I get what you're saying, because it, this is a beautifully... Uh, written record uh, the, the way it is um, you know it's Thank just it, it's it's great seeing where you've came from and and and, and what you're doing now I, I'll bring up uh, the business side real quick too because it should be noted that um, pandemic in mind you guys have been raising money for uh, for your road cruise right yeah yeah we uh, you know as soon as everything happened that was the one the one thing that we knew um, 
that was going to take a big hit was, you know, traveling crews and tours and things like that. And living in Music City, I mean, it's everywhere here. So yeah, we wanted to we wanted to make sure we could do something that was going to give back to uh, to them while we all tried to figure out what was happening. So we did a little thing with Crew Nation, which is um, you know, we we were selling T-shirts and we just put the proceeds to that and. Yeah, I think we raised a little bit of money. Uh, obviously, not as much as we would like to, but but yeah, you know, hopefully, we'll all be back out there playing soon enough, and um, people's lives will be back to, to normal. I'm optimistic that we're, uh, we're we're almost there, and I know it's it is hard to make the plans. But do you all know what the year looks like for you? Are you starting to make those, trying to make those, uh, you know, later in the year plans? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, we, we definitely have some plans. Um, we don't know if we'll be able to do it, but yeah, you know, we, we have some shows booked that, that we're looking forward to playing that kind of got moved from last year, but you know, that's just kind of us wishful thinking in the beginning, we thought this was only going to last for a minute. So we were like, all right, here we go. We get to relax for, you know, a couple of months. Uh, that started to get old pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's our li- our livelihood is touring. We always we used to always have friends and other bands, and they'd be like, are your managers trying to kill you or something? Like, why do you guys tour so much? And we just loved to tour. We traveled our whole life, even before music. You know, we're, we're travelers. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a big void. Um, in our lives right now that, you know, I, I'm nervous. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to feel like when I walk on stage. I don't know if I'm going to be terrified or, you know, uncontrollable laughter, or crying or, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Well, I know I've seen you many times uh, on many different tours. I was thinking back maybe to one of the very first times, if not the first time I saw you was here in Louisville and it was a headliners. And I tell the story every now and then because the air conditioner had got out and they overpacked the room. And I believe you were wearing leather that night or something like that. And I thought that man is going to die on stage because it is well over a hundred degrees in here. And, uh, and you live to tell this it tells, or I'm telling the tell, but, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of that venue. Um, it had the plane crash in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, most yeah, people know okay. it like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Of course. Yeah. There was another place uh, that we played in, I believe in Louisville and like, Right when I started the first song, some guy was like, nice pants. And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and it was it was a long night. The guy was drunk. and uh, Yeah, yeah, I remember that venue yeah. uh, very well. Hot nights in there. Well, I would even take those hot nights right now. I absolutely would. So I'll be looking forward to when it all happens for you all when you get back. I'm sure I'll see you guys on tour again. Uh, Caleb, thank you so much for continuing to do what you do with this new record, When You See Yourself. Uh, again, congratulations on it, and thanks for taking the time to talk about it. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Have a great day. And again, my thanks to Kings of Leon. The brand new record is called When You See Yourself. And thanks to you for checking out this series. Uh, before you get out, please, please do hit that subscribe button. Please clap. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube for the video versions. Brand new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hit subscribe. We'll send you all of them. And after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, fun themes. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. 
Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of them at Kyle Meredith. I'm also over on TikTok, uh, Kyle Meredith 81 over there. Uh, follow along in those places. Make sure to say hi while you're at it. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Jen, and I love horror movies. I'm Mikey. I'm dead inside, and I also love horror movies. And we really like to torture our friend Todd, because he hates horror movies. That I do. And that's why they call me the horror virgin. <laughs> that's the only reason we call him that. I'm not, no other reasons at all. Whatever. So every, <laughs> every week, we take him through the encyclopedia of horror, the good, the bad, the ridiculously Jack Frosts. <laughs> and then we make fun of it, more or less. Or explain its deceptive feminism. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> Our episodes drop on Monday, so check us out. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfbk.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.